Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Anna Kabeka. And Dr. Anna is a triple board certified Emory University trained physician and hormone expert who was diagnosed with early menopause at age 38. Devastated, she set out on a personal wellness journey to reverse her menopause side effects, which resulted in her delivery of a healthy baby girl at the age of 41. Dr. Kabeka began counseling others, ultimately changing the lives of thousands of women across the globe. Her new book, The Hormone Fix, and other empowering transformation programs have helped women of all ages become their best selves again. Her successful line of all-natural products features the alkaline superfoods drink Mighty Maca Plus and the rejuvenating Vulva Cream Vulva. Recently, Dr. Kabeka was named 2018 Innovator of the Year by Mindshare Collaborative, the premier community for health and wellness influencers and entrepreneurs. I was there and I saw her win that. In 2017, the Age Management Medicine Group presented her the prestigious Alan P. Mintz Award for Clinical Excellence. And you've heard me speak about being betrayed by a partner, family member, a friend, coworker, even being betrayed by yourself. But you're about to meet my friend, Dr. Anna Kabeka, who's going to talk all about how we can be betrayed by our hormones. If you're feeling exhausted, disconnected, uninspired, and more, it could be your hormones, and you're going to learn why. Here's Dr. Anna. Okay, so, you know, I am so excited all the time to introduce my amazing guests. And today, one in particular, I just know you are going to absolutely love her, my friend, uh, Dr. Anna Kabeka. And you know what? You will just learn how we can be betrayed by our hormones. So we're going to talk all about it. Welcome, Dr. Anna. It is great to be here with you, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me. And I love this topic, betrayed by our hormones, because often we don't realize how much physiology drives our behavior. And and let's talk about that because when, you know, our behavior is very different once we've been blindsided by a betrayal experience and all that goes with it, you know, as far as mentally and emotionally, of course, physically. So walk us through some of the, some of the, just even the, the physical things that can happen, how does that affect our hormones and what do you see? Yeah. And, and that's been a big one. And one thing that when we talk about, you know, when we're faced with a life-changing event, you know, small or large, it affects our hormones. One of the main hormones that are released is cortisol. So cortisol is our flight and flight, fight and flight responding hormone and comes to our rescue to kind of calm things down, you know, put the body into a high speed mode and that we can, that we can react appropriately. But for too many of us and for too long, that hormone tends to run amok and and destroy many of our hormonal relationships, let's say, because hormones are, you know, hormones have relationships too. And so when we, this cortisol comes in as the great disconnector. So one of the major hormones that cortisol um, effects is our oxytocin, our hormone of love and connection. So when we've experienced betrayal, when we've experienced trauma, when we've experienced divorce, when we experienced a loss of a job, a un foreseen diagnosis or the threat of a a bad diagnosis medically or otherwise, 
we experience this, we can experience this oxytocin cortisol disconnect and we start to retreat. We start to feel alone. We start to feel, we start to not feel actually, we start to not feel love, not feel joy, not feel peace because those are all governed by this hormone of oxy, this hormone oxytocin. So, okay. So if you could really break this down even further. So we're feeling these things because of the betrayal, but you're saying we're feeling this because of the hormones? Yes. Yeah. So it's a, it's a combination, right? So physiology drives behavior. So here we've been exposed to this. In my experience, it's post-traumatic stress after, you know, trauma in our family. And so if I hadn't experienced this, Debbie, and I know you're on your mission because Mm -hmm. of experiencing this trauma, if, if, I hadn't experienced, I wouldn't have been able to understand because I always said it was a passion for, I had a passion for life, but no desire to live it after this. And, mm-hmm. and it was that situation where I had to think, okay, no longer loving my work, no longer loving my husband, you know, like prior to trauma, difficult marriage, but wanted it to work post-trauma, didn't want anything right? Mm. And so there was that disconnect and the same with the same with work and the same understanding how this constant in in PTSD, the flashbacks, the Mm -hmm. trauma, the memories kept driving up cortisol, even though my environment was relatively peaceful, the internal environment was chaos. Mm -hmm. So that internal hormonal chaos drives these other emotional hormones away. So we lose the protective, neuroprotective effect of progesterone, one of our mother hormones, when we're pushing cortisol, when we're responding to stress, when we've dealt with stress. And you combine that with midlife progesterone decline. Mm -hmm. So in the 40s, you know, certainly in the 50s, but even as early as 35, we start to see that dip in progesterone that's a neuroprotective hormone. So when we're pushing cortisol, there is notably less circulating progesterone, which is our mother hormone. And so we, wow. and then our oxytocin's suppressed. So further sleeplessness, further um, wide awake, further irritability, PMS symptoms, moody and agitation. And so many of my clients had said, Dr. Ann, I don't even feel like I'm myself anymore, just that feeling of a change of personality. And I think, you know, so often we just attribute it to maybe a change in our role, let's say as moms, for example, you know, maybe the kids are a little bit older and they don't need us as much. And and where we sort of don't know our next stage or place and, and, it's so easy to attribute it to so many other things. And I, I wouldn't necessarily think that it's 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 a hormonal thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's that change. Like think about, you know, I, I talk with my friends who are empty nesters. Now, you know, I'm nearly 53 with a 10-year-old Debbie. So mm-hmm. that's a long way off for me. <laughs> but um, I talk with my friends who are empty nesters and, you know, and, and some of them, they like all of a sudden for the first time, they're experiencing loneliness, depression, mood swings, and and all of these emotions are arising. And bottom line is you finally have time to experience those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bottom line, there's that aspect. You finally have time. And then also, you know, it's a different, it's a different level of stress. So you have that adjustment phase. So when we go through that adjustment phase, it's like our bodies are learning to our hormones are also beefing up, learning to communicate again. We're redefining um, our lives. So the principles and practices that we create 
help us create a healthier physiology. Mm. So how we deal with this transition time, the mental framework we put around it, that helps. So I always say physiology drives behavior. So we can use our behavior to improve our physiology. All right. So let's go there. So now here, here we are because it, it there are so many women, I would say 40 to 60, who, who listen to this podcast and mm-hmm. and they're struggling. I mean, they're, they're reeling from their betrayals. They want to heal. Their betrayal may have even been years, if not decades ago, but they're seeing the impact physically or mentally and emotionally. And maybe, you know, some of them are kind of numb and, and they've lost that desire just to do much of anything. Where do we go from here? Yeah, well, I call that the loss of desire to connect, right? Mm-hmm. So that is that disconnect. So often when we've had this trauma and it's, you know, um, suppressed our oxytocin, we get that burnout. We get that feeling of disconnect. We walk into a restaurant and we see people we've known for 20 years and we ignore them. We don't even, we pretend they don't see us. We don't, you know, I mean, it's mm. like, well, maybe that was just me, but I experienced <laughs> <that>. <laughs> So, you know, it, it's it's that like, uh, you know, that, and, and that's the absolute opposite behavior of what we need to do. So we need to do behaviors that increase our oxytocin, even when they don't feel we don't want to. It's like, you know, never happy. Uh, well, personally, I'm never happy to go to the gym, but I'm always glad I went type mm-hmm, of phenomena. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> so the same with this. We have to create oxytocin-seeking behavior, oxytocin-healthy uh, behaviors. Um, and that is... And I want to I want to come back to this, Debbie, because I want I just started talking about oxytocin seeking behaviors, mm-hmm. and I think it's something really important to mention. But first, let me talk about um, ox- behaviors that increase our oxytocin yes, naturally. Please. So it's it's giving of it's giving of yourself some charity. I have I have one daughter, a beautiful um, daughter, my stepdaughter, who's thirty, and she uh, started volunteering at this House of Hope we created to help. Mm-hmm girls, young victims of sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. So she was dealing, you know, she'd been living on her own in Hawaii for 10 years and then now came back here. And this beautiful girl was just kind of struggling with redefining, coming back home and and redefining herself. So once she started giving of herself, giving art classes to these young, you know, 12 to 16 year old girls, Mm -hmm. she just like, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. Like her, her world brightened colors. And from an artist, she could really feel that. Like the world just started getting colorful again. That's so huge. That's oxytocin. When we give, we receive so much more. And so that increases oxytocin. The other thing, of course, is love. And and you know what? And I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there because it's so true how, when we are, you know, when we're really not feeling good, I I mean, I always suggest that to my kids, my clients, myself, that's when you give and you, and you're, you you may think, well, I have nothing to give, but it doesn't matter. You give of your time, whatever, but it does, it makes you feel better. You're so right. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's that power of oxytocin. I'm so proud of her for seeing it and experiencing. And it's like, okay, we'll never forget that. That's so important. But I know how hard it is when you're feeling down and the world's dark, but thank God, you know, like I will say, thank God for good friends and then just creating and podcasts like this with you just giving them information, hope and, and direction, because that is so true. So the next way, you know, is, is lovemaking certainly with, um, physical stimulation, self-pleasuring, any that increases oxytocin. So that's one way. Massage, facials, deep breathe, anything that we can do to decrease cortisol also mm-hmm. 
increases oxytocin. So deep breathing, meditation, yoga, that will help. Getting outside in nature, mm-hmm. that, will, that will really help. And I'm just laughing because I thought about your mural right now <laughs> behind you. Uh, right. And I have to explain because... Right, because there's a you know this is this is audio, but but Dr. Anna, uh, we always start with video because I want to see everyone's beautiful face. And behind me, here I am at the PBT, you know, Post Betrayal Transformation Institute. And behind my desk is this huge. It looks like a meadow, but it really is just a mural. And but it makes me feel good. And so if I can't be outside, you're you're right. I look at that, and it it just makes me feel good. So I can see how absolutely nature just, it works. And I know whenever I am in nature, I'm at the beach by trees, I do physically, I feel so much better. So there's something you can, you can definitely feel the difference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you put yourself there like perceived or real, it helps our physiology. So those are the principles and practices to live by. And, and so, so that's an incredible way. And other things like playing with a pet. Oh my gosh, pets are unconditionally loving for the most part. I'm a dog person, not a cat person. So my dogs are unconditionally loving. <laughs> and do you know, it's so funny because we, well, we have six dogs. And so we really took that to the next level there. But I remember, I specifically remember, here I am getting our six dog who happens to be a, um, a, uh, a golden doodle, uh, which should have been a first dog, not a sixth, but that's okay. And, and I remember thinking, you know, we are just going to absolutely get so much oxytocin. Like I remember specifically like saying, thinking that because I had one daughter at the time who could have used the benefit of some extra oxy. And, and I thought a dog is a great way to do it. So it's so interesting you're saying that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unconditionally loving. And then laughter, anything that we can do that makes us laugh. I have a, a, a dear associate going through surgery next week and I'm like, make sure you've got your funny videos, your favorite mm. podcast that will make you laugh and, and just be immersed in that because oxytocin is the great healing hormone. And we know from studies out of Berkeley in California that looked at aged muscle. So us, those of us with muscles over 70 and increasing oxytocin increased the muscle cell regeneration. So basically anti-aging. We know that happy marriages are a key to a long, longer and healthier life than unhappy marriages, right? And so like oxytocin plays a huge role in this. And Debbie, one of my favorite comparisons, we all talk about resveratrol, right? That Mm -hmm, key antioxidant mm -hmm. in red wine. But my argument is it really the resveratrol or is it the family and friends you're socializing wow. with as you drink that glass of wine. I would I would vote the the latter. So a glass of red wine by yourself at night is not is not antioxidant producing. Well, and you know what? That's so interesting that you say that because first of all, don't you have to drink like gallons of it to get the <laughs> amount that you need? And that's number I'm one. I'm for that, but if it would work. <laughs> and I don't drink, so I, I don't, I wouldn't know. But the, the other <laughs> thing is it's so interesting because I remember we took a trip, we were in Italy and I loved watching, it just seemed like everybody I saw, it was these little clusters of friends and family. And it was all about the socializing and the drinking. And it, and I can see how it, it just looked, I mean, it looked like they were having the best time. And it was, it was all about that, that balance there and that really enjoying each other's company. And, you know, imagine here we were a, a family of six and we're walking into a store and 
we were so impressed, really impressed, because that could have been a big sale for for this store owner. But it was time for their, you know, get together with their friends or family, whatever. And they said, oh, you know, come back. We're shutting down for, you know, because they're they're taking lunch or whatever. And at first I was I was shocked because it goes so far. It's so different from what we're used to. But when you think about it, they had the right idea. Yes, they absolutely did. That time, that um, prioritization is key. So hence, again, Mm -hmm. behaviors driving your physiology. Wow. Yeah, I love that. I Mm. love that. Yeah. So talk to us about you wanted to get back to um, another part of oxytocin. Yes, oxytocin seeking behavior. Mm -hmm. So often... Um, in my experience and with many clients, when we've um, experienced this trauma, um, oxytocin is low, cortisol is is reeling at first and then plummets. And so we really get that burnout disconnect. But what, what happens in the interim is sometimes oxytocin-seeking behavior. It's a way to self-medicate and some... D- destructive oxytocin seeking behavior is, you know, is a multiple sexual um, experiences. Mm -hmm. So seeking sex, for instance, um, because sex will increase oxytocin. Mm -hmm. Orgasm increases oxytocin. And so that's undeniable. So there's that. There's also, you know, binge eating. As we expand our stomach, that can actually increase oxytocin by stimulation through the vagus nerve. So binge eating, shopping, excessively gambling excessively thrill seeking behaviors can all increase oxytocin and dopamine and that is self medicating behavior so there's like i first i want to say if we've you know partaken in any of that and if there's any guilt over any of that just remove it because you were just surviving and you were you know you were surviving and so we were surviving and so just to again remove um I was telling a friend recently when I did my traveling around the world, I went to Peru and one in the Andean philosophies, they have three animals that they associate with the journey through life. Mm -hmm. The first being the snake and the snake every year sheds its skin. So with that, we shed guilt, shame, fear, um, negativity, and just rebirth anew. And so that's where we need to stand. Okay. We recognize that, you know, what's past is past. We shed that Mm -hmm. and move forward. And so the second is the Puma that each of us, while we're designed to live in community, we have our own individual journey at, on earth at this time. And then the third being the condor, that higher spiritual connection and awareness. And one thing that I really believe that once we're through menopause and those hormonal fluctuations and changes from our hormones, we can really attain this higher spiritual connection. And um, in my book, um, The Hormone Fix, I talk about the keto green way Mm -hmm. to get there, to really get clarity and to get you know, nourish our bodies and also create the lifestyle that helps us get into this higher, higher state of, of spiritual peace, which I, I know I needed so badly. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. So, so, okay. So let's just imagine someone listening right now, she's in her forties or fifties, you know, just struggling, feeling disconnected. She's exhausted. She's struggling with her weight. She wants that sense of peace. She wants to feel connected. She, what, what would you, where would you take her? How do you lead her to a, a better place? 
Yeah. So first it's self-care, right? So we want to start with self-care and self-care starts with like our positive self-speak. So, and sometimes we're in such a dark place, we have to feel like we have to make it up. So it's like, what do we appreciate about ourselves? Our hair, our smile, our eyes, what we, you know, accomplished in our life, you know, that we are here and breathing, you know, definitely that, you know, God has a precious spirit within each of us. So like, what can we appreciate about us? We start there with gratitude, gratitude for the day, gratitude for the you know, the air, clean air, whatever, you know, sometimes, like I said, we have to make it up because we're not feeling it. So just let's, let's find one thing that we can be grateful for. One thing that when we think about it, it makes us smile Mm -hmm. and start there. We know that's not soft science. There's hard science around this, that that improves our physiology drop, you know, what makes us feel joyful or gives us, or when we think of something that is, uh, we can associate with joy or happiness, that impacts our physiology in that way. And we want that. So that's the first step because I tell clients, especially if they're um, victim to or slave to um, cravings, Mm -hmm. we need to really start healing our physiology because willpower is physiologic, right? Mm -hmm. So stop negative speaking about about grabbing that extra cookie or whatever. We're going, we need to create disciplines and practices that support you. And then it's the, I call it getting my keto green way. So working to add lots of alkalinizers through healthy, dark, low carbohydrate greens. So nourishing our body with the food we eat. Mm-hmm. And so lots of dark leafy greens start each day with a very low carb green smoothie mm-hmm. that has some healthy fat in it, like a, a half avocado, quarter or half avocado or some MCT oil, something that is brain food, brain fuel right off the start that also will give us some um, breaking free of cravings. Mm-hmm. So we want to do that first thing in the morning. And then those alkalinizers are so important. In my online online programs, Debbie, I have my clients check their urinary pH and ketones. Mm-hmm. So I just have these little urine pH and ketone strips that I created because I need to make life simple. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to get those. You can just get pH paper from any pharmacy or health food store and just check your urinary pH so that you can start working on that to get a urinary pH above seven, slightly alkaline. So that makes a difference. And my clients initially, like maybe 10% like testing. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, I like to see numbers. I like to see things move. But by the end of a couple of weeks, they're 90% of them love it. So mm-hmm. just checking their urine to see because it gives us information about how our emotions are affecting our physiology, how our food or nourishment could be affecting our physiology. Right. And, you know, sometimes we think we're doing everything right, but we're not seeing an improvement there. So little itsy bitsy steps. And and I love that because during such a challenging time, this could be such a small win. You know, we're looking for that win. We're looking to feel good about something. And even just seeing the the percentage change from the stick. I mean, that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And and you feel it. They start to feel it. So, so that makes a big difference. And then, you know, so working through that, that nutrition and lifestyle components that can make a difference. So we have healthy morning rituals and then healthy evening rituals, just creating so that we can get that time to rest and restore while we're sleeping, which so many of us need. We need that deep restorative sleep. And that's where, especially if we're postmenopausal, I, I recommend certainly some adrenal adaptogens. I recommend bioidentical progesterone cream, mm-hmm. and that can really help us restore. And, and when we are going through a stressful state, it is 
imperative no matter you know that we really support our body's natural hormone production in these ways and I, I'd love to address that a little bit because the number one thing I hear is, Debbie, I am exhausted, but I can't mm-hmm. sleep. I'm like sleepwalking through my day. I mm-hmm. just can't get that rest. I wake up, I'm exhausted. Yep. Yep. One of the questions I would ask my clients would be, you know, do you wake up feeling rested? And it didn't matter like how many hours of sleep they got at night. If they didn't wake up feeling rested, that's a key. That's key that your body's not being allowed to do what it needs to do. So I talk about that in my book. One of the things I do is is really encouraging ending your meal by 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Because one thing is when we eat after 7 p.m., that increases insulin, one of our major hormones that likes to drive chaos and store fat, right? So we... Um, just just by eating around 6 p.m. or before 6 p.m. and making that dinner meal, the older we get, the lighter that dinner meal has to be. 100% believe it. Mm-hmm. But there's a traditional saying for millennia that has always been dinner, um, breakfast like a king, lunch mm-hmm. like a nobleman, dinner like a pauper, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a reason. We don't need to be working to digest our food overnight. When women change that one thing, maybe make the evening a green shake or a bone broth or soup and salad, something light um, and they allow their body to rest and digest rest overnight and repair and it's not working on digesting they wake up they sleep sounder and they wake up feeling better so that that little change can make a big difference and what i love about that too is when they're eating a little bit lighter they're more willing to have that green smoothie that you suggested in the morning yes because yes. they may be hungrier for it because there are so many people who just, they just are not hungry in the morning, but this may uh, flip things around a bit. For hormonal, to, like, to, to change the way we live out our day, it has to start with a change in the morning. Mm-hmm. So if we're in this rut, we can't start out the morning the same way we always do. So sadly for me, like I have to ditch my coffee periodically more than I like to because it sets me down a more rutted you know, physiologically, it drives up cortisol, it's driving up insulin, then mm-hmm. I'm like more likely not to stay committed to all the things I want to do. And especially if we have, you know, fragile adrenals mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, have had adrenal fatigue or hypofunction. So that pushes our caffeine can really push our adrenals. So just switch it to a green tea, switch it to, I make my mighty maca elixir in the morning. So, mm-hmm. And I've that, had that, it's delicious. Thank you. Thank Uh you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, and you know what I love? Yeah. And, and you know, what's so interesting about this too, is here you're saying you have to make a shift to see a shift Mm -hmm. and to feel a shift. And isn't that the same way when it comes to healing from trauma, you, you cannot bring the same you into this new version of you. You want to be, things have to change or you don't change. And, and something like your diet too, it has to change to feel that change. Yep. Beautiful comparison. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have to shift. We have to change the way we speak to ourselves. That's the start. And then change, like change up your morning routine really does give you more success and power over your day. Beautiful. So Dr. Anna, what do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? Uh, well, I definitely want everyone to know that no matter what you've been through or what you're feeling right now, that don't give up hope, do not give up hope. Every day forward is a new day, a new opportunity. And I love, I love this quote from Anne of Green Gables. And I don't know why I thought about it right now, but it, it's the quote when Anne says, 
Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow because it's a day without mistakes in it yet. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so, so I really feel that. And I really would encourage and welcome people to um, visit my website and please get a copy of my book. I really put my heart into it. You'll learn about my trauma. You'll learn about my coming into it and out of it and, and just the information to really restore that balance and grace and peace in our life, no matter what we've been through. Absolutely. So wonderful. And, and Dr. And I know you've been through uh, a lot and you've come out of it just with such amazing insight and clarity and, and a gift to, to, to share what you've learned with other people. So give us your website. At dranna.com. It's really easy. D-R-A-N-N-A.com. Okay. I want to thank you so much. And everybody, that book is just unbelievable. We need that on our shelves for sure. Thank you, Dr. Anna. Thank you, Debbie. I love how Dr. Anna talked about things like gratitude, creating a more alkaline internal environment through food and lifestyle changes to shift how our hormones interact with us. Stay in touch with Dr. Anna and be sure to grab a copy of her book. Just go to dranna.com. Here's my biggest takeaway. As we move through the years and experiences of our lives, we can take on characteristics of the snake, the puma, and the condor. Life is filled with lessons that call us to grow and evolve, shed what no longer serves, so that we can become someone new. And just like changing our mental and emotional state, we can change our physical state too. And are things like exhaustion, excess weight, a feeling of disconnection, along with some other challenges preventing you from moving forward from your betrayal? See what symptoms are lingering by taking the quiz to see if you're struggling with post-betrayal syndrome at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.